Welcome to Story and Horse, a podcast where we hear stories from creative lives. Meet new people, hear about their challenges and triumphs, and get inspired to move forward with your creativity. Now here's your host, Hilary Adams. Thanks for joining us here on the Story and Horse podcast. I'm Hillary Adams, a creative coach and founder of Story and Horse. Story and Horse supports creatively empowered lives. And here on the podcast, we hear stories from those creative lives. And today I am delighted to welcome Shelly Whitehouse. Hi, Shelly. Hi. Hi. Um, so Shelly is a certified equine-assisted coach and a business mentor to equine-assisted practitioners. And I am so excited to have you with us here today so we can hear about your work and what you're up to. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Hillary. It's very exciting to be here. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, let's see. I've been around for a long time, so I won't go all the way back to the beginning. But in terms of um, what I do in the world, what I create is uh, a platform to help equine-inspired practitioners bring their own unique voice to the service that they provide. And I was really excited to get to talk to you about creativity today because so many people don't consider the business of what they do to be a creative aspect of their work. And I want to tell people that it is. Just think about all of the moving parts. So it's like a giant mosaic, right? Of all the moving parts that it takes to present yourself in a way that other people can understand what it is you're offering and who you offer it to and the problem that it solves and where to reach people and and to uh, speak in a voice that they can hear you right? Um, Those are all elements of a successful business. And for equine assisted practitioners, you know, it feels foreign to think about the business aspects because their work is out in the field with the horses. And what they do is fantastic. And it's in the moment and it's present time. And it's very creative because you're just kind of in this flow. So I want to help people understand that they can bring that same flow and presence to all of the moving parts in their business, not just when they're out in the field with their horses. And for our listeners who may not know what equine assisted means, can you Mm -hmm. tell us what equine assisted coaching is? Yes, yes, yes. So for people who are interested in or um, not just interested, but uh, familiar with coaching, life coaching, business coaching, personal development, um, psychotherapy, even those kinds of um, interactions with other humans to help you move through a problem or a stuck place in your life. Um, It's that with the added benefit of actually working with a horse, another sentient being that has uh, the, the capacity to respond to another being in this case humans energy Mm -hmm. right horses and i and for my um professional clients who are all about you know who they are in the world kind of thing and like you know horse can't read your resume they read your energy (laughs) they don't care what your title is (laughs) yeah they don't care how much money you make they don't care what color your skin is they don't care any of that stuff they just 
they read your energy. And in horse language, for anybody listening that's not a horse person, and most of the people who come to work with my clients, my other equine assistant practitioners are not horse people. They're just regular people. And the horses will respond to when someone is being authentic or not with themselves and, and or someone else or the horse. But they, it's, uh, I, I think of it as like when you become wholly aligned, you know, when your insides match your outsides, that's congruent. And a horse will respond to that because when you are congruent in what you think and what you feel and what you're doing, then you are being the leader of yourself. You are in alignment with yourself. And when, and when that occurs, the horse, that's compelling to horses because they're always looking for a leader or to be aligned with a leader. And when you're, if you're not the leader of yourself, they're not as likely to want to stay in your presence. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know like the work that I do as an equine assisted practitioner is not riding. It's uh, with all hooves and feet on the ground. That's yes. is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Agreed. So for people mm-hmm. listening, it's um, for people listening, you not only do you not need prior horse experience, but it's also not a riding modality. It's a partnership right. with the horse that um, happens um, with your feet and the horse's feet all, all ground, on the ground. All yep. on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And for people that are really insecure around horses, you don't even have to touch them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to even be in the same pen or pasture with them. Yeah. And it's just, anyway, we could we could spend a couple hours just on that. <laughs> I know for sure. We should do that. We should circle back. So okay, people listening, keep an eye out for that. We'll talk. That's we'll right. Back and talk about the, talk about the work with the horses because it is mm-hmm. really it's a really incredible thing to both witness and then um, participate in and experience. Um, it's pretty unforgettable. <laughs> well, I couldn't agree more. And that's my it's my mission. This is my mission, is to help people who are not horse people understand the power of engaging with horses in this way through a qualified practitioner, someone who has actual training in how to facilitate such an event. Because someone that just has a horse in their backyard, and it, you know, it's just not the same thing. <laughs> And um, a lot of powerful things can come up and breakthroughs and, and um, things that you might not have realized you need to, to look at uh, or, or move through. And you need to have someone that is skilled enough to hold space for that uh, in that moment. So I, I highly recommend um, if, you, if you have horses and you're interested in, in this kind of work to get qualified training and if you are just interested in participating in this kind of work you know call call hillary <laughs> appreciate yeah. that yeah absolutely i agree also for safety reasons um mm-hmm. both psychological and physical the training is very important for the human to make sure that everyone is staying safe both yes. horse and human in this work yeah yes thank you yes mm-hmm. yes you're welcome 
Um, And do you have a story that you'd like to share with us, a creative theme story? Yeah. um, So we were just before we got on the call, we were talking about creativity and how creativity is everything. And when I feel like when we get stuck in our lives, we are denying creativity. You know, when we're blocked, and I I don't care if it's uh, a relationship or um, your work or an, or a painting, you know, or it's whatever it is that you are wanting to manifest, right? If in, in the next, for, for the future, um, if you're stuck and things aren't happening, I think that is a block of creativity because that's what we're meant to do is create and problem solving is a form of creativity. And I think I kind of think of creativity in two forms. One is, um, well, there's multiple, but but one is when you're in the flow and one thing leads to the next in a way that is, you know, especially writing, you know, you're a writer, right? So you, you're writing and um, what, and the next thing just comes through. Like, it's not something you thought to write it just wrote itself right there's that kind of creativity and then there's the problem solving creativity where you know a set of um pieces could be information it could be um tiles it could be you know whatever medium you're working in and you are moving them around um they all have their own uh, elements and you move them around to create something new Right. I think of business that way. So my story is um, I used to really beat myself up because I didn't feel as creative as um, so many other people in my sphere of influence. I have very creative uh, cousins who are musicians and can sing and um, weave and pottery and, you know, just they produce things that are just magnificent and I can't even draw stick people. Like I just, I can't, I can't sing. I mean, I hear, I hear music that brings me to tears. I'm just like, oh my God, what is it like to have that come out of your, your body, you know? So I used to not think I was very creative, but um, in, in that sense, but I was an actor for 15 years. So this part you didn't know. And I didn't know you were a director. <laughs> yeah. I used to live in New York and, you know, I did off Broadway and, you know, studied at um, the Strasbourg Institute and, you know, like, yeah, I was that girl living in my New York apartment. So anyway, but but then I, I moved to North Carolina and um, I was an actor here in theater and, and then I started writing and, and all that. Well, I did think of that as creative, but not in the same sense as like, to me, directing was very creative because you're actually taking the uh, people, you know, and the words, and you're making it a reality for an audience kind of thing. So uh, that's, so my story is like, I just didn't really feel like I was very creative until I started reading um, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. So I started reading The Artist's Way and I was like, it made me understand that art 
that life is art, that your how you live your life is is the, where the art is and the creativity and that it's everything you you know whether you co- you're cooking a beautiful meal for your family or you know how you love somebody or you know those kinds of things is all of that is creativity it chokes me up when I think about it because I finally gave myself permission to to be the creative being like I always wanted to be an artist you know and I saw all this art around me that I couldn't do and so I was always judging myself and I think that's one of the things that if people, anybody listening to this, you know, finds themselves doing that to themselves, cut it out. Like, just cut it out because it's only going to block you further. <laughs> so the second thing was when I started doing this work, when I was writing my first book. Um, so that was like four years ago. That's the business of coaching with horses. And I was writing my first book and I was in that phase of who am I to be the person to do this? You know, who am I? There's people that have been doing this work longer than I have. You know, there's people that are out there um, that have bigger names than I do. You know, nobody knows who I am. Who am I to write this book? And I had to really work through that and, and lean into like literally I was on the floor in a ball sobbing because I was terrified. You know, I was and the whole time I was writing, I was just crying. And I was working with a book writing coach and, and I said, you know, well, you know, how's it going? I'm like, well, it's going good. Like I'm writing stuff, but like, why am I crying all the time? And she said, because you're about to be seen. Hmm. And that hit me really hard. Like, oh my God, that's exactly it. Because I'm about to be seen. And that's something else I want people to get from this conversation. And it's something that I work with my clients on um, very closely because I see it when they're approaching it and they'll start to balk at suddenly, well, I don't know why I have to do this this, that way, or I don't know what is this going to do? And then they start really, you know, asking questions about, well, this is it. Or, oh, I'm just not, I don't think I have to do that part. Or I don't want to, and it's because they're right at that precipice of putting themselves out there and being seen. And it's really scary. And that's part of stepping into the next highest version of who you really are. You have to, you have to do that piece. You just have to do that piece. If you don't do it, you're, it's not, it's just not going to happen. You're going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you'll go hire another coach and you'll get to that same place. And you'll go, oh, this one doesn't work either. And then you'll go hire another coach and you'll get to that same place because you have to go through that. I said I wanted to create this way of being or I want to create this life or I want to create this experience for myself and others. And you have to become the person that does that thing. And the only way to do that is to go through that terror barrier. People Uh are going to see me as something other than they have seen me before. Thank you. So I'm getting ready to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So your your first book, 
Just tell us a little bit about your first book and then we'll get to your, the, the adventure of the second one that you just let me know about. So what's your first one? Um, all right. So the first book's called The Business of Coaching with Horses, How to Reach More Clients, Feed Your Horses and Change the World. It is for equine assisted practitioners, people uh, uh, who are equine assisted coaches, therapists, facilitators, and horse trainers who are really training the humans to be better humans for their horses. Uh-huh. Those are the clients I primarily work with. Uh, and it's a, and the book is a foundational book on, you know, people think they have, they need to market their service, but generally what we find out is they don't really, they have a skill, but they don't really have anything to market other than a skill. And so the book is foundational on how to um, create something to market, like a real program or service that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and is actually solving a problem for someone. Mm. So that's the first book. The second book that I'm working on right now, and hopefully it'll be ready mid-January, is like, okay, now you've got something to market. So now what? Now we can talk about marketing and what does that look like and how can you do those things that most people find really icky and scary and don't really want to play. They don't really want to go there. They just want people to magically show up for them. I get it. I wanted that too. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't? But the reality is (laughs) uh, we need to create a way for people to find us. And that's called marketing. And, and so just to, if I can, you know, boil it down in its simplest form. So the, the, the book is, is going to be practical in that it's like, okay, this, this is what you need to do step by step. But it's also um, grounded in horse wisdom and how horses keep us present to reality and our surroundings and, and awareness of self and other. And and what's happening so that we can bring that wisdom into how we manage our own emotions, as well as how we stay um, connected to those people we want to serve through our messaging, right? Because what happens is, and I've seen this so many times now, is that when it comes to the marketing piece, we fly up into our heads and we start swirling around and we, and we basically leave our bodies <laughs> and then we get anxious and we worry about all the pieces, parts. And what if nobody shows up or what if I spend money on something and nothing happens? And what if, what if, what if, what if, instead of just staying in the present moment and doing things, doing the right things consistently. Um, so it's, you know, I'm trying to, Marketing can be boring because when you do it right, it's just going to be simple things done consistently over a long period of time. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't want the book to be boring, but I want but but the results are not boring. When you have regular clientele and it's paying, you know, helping to support your family and feeding your horses and you know that kind of thing, that's not boring at all. And that's, that's what's key. It's like your marketing, your marketing is a relationship with a potential client. And so I think of marketing as not selling, but our marketing is to educate and inspire. 
and and if you're and to educate and inspire, you need to know who you're talking to and what they need, what is inspiring to them. And what do they need to know about how to get out of the situation they're in or unstuck or solve a problem or move forward or, you know, that's coaching, right? Is moving someone from, is helping someone to move from where they are to where they want to be. And that's what marketing is. It's not a separate thing. So that's the, um, it's actually very creative. (laughs) It's actually very creative. Uh, okay, so my other, I guess, going to share my other like inspiration for creativity in business was um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. And so she's she's speaking through the lens of a writer, you know, because she's a writer and, and that what it took to consistently do the thing over and over and over again until, you know, it happened. Um, and I was thinking about, I wrote about this one time, I can't remember the where I published it, about how our, our business, what we do for our clients and how we reach them is any piece of great art or creative piece, it moves people somehow, right? It, is, it either inspires them or it makes them think differently or or helps them with a new perspective or or just moves them somehow it could be poetry it could be a painting it could be a play um but it it impacts someone or makes them laugh or whatever however that is well that's what we do in our businesses we are in the business of transformation we don't sell widgets but our work is to create the space for transformation to take place for another. And quite often for our horses and for ourselves as well. And so we're constantly in that place of literally transmutation where we're moving from one state of being to another. And it was, and somehow her book sparked that in me about our business and it helped me um, it, it made me more, even more excited. I mean, I knew our work was really powerful, but it made me even more excited to help other practitioners position themselves in a way that their the clients they are meant to serve can find them. Mm. Because I have a mission to help make this profession as popular as yoga and Starbucks. It hasn't been around very long. Mm-hmm. Like, hardly 20, 25 years. That's nothing. There's, there's very few examples of this work um, prior to 19, late 1990s, mm-hmm. right? So it just hasn't been around that long. We're creating something brand new. If you think about how oh, the centuries, millennia, that horses and humans have evolved and now they pretty much have been carrying us physically and now spiritually and you know they've always been with us spiritually I believe that's a whole other topic <laughs> um but it it's just it's just a, it's an if, if you take the time to really think about the relationship of humans and horses and how patient they are oh my goodness they're still patient with us yeah if Very people cool. want to reach you, how can they reach you? Um, 
Yeah, easy peasy. Uh, my website is ShellyWhitehouse.com. And Shelly is spelled S-C-H-E-L-L-I. White House, just like our nation's capital, ShellyWhitehouse.com. Um, if they're interested in the book, The Business of Coaching with Horses, um, you can go to ShellyWhitehouse.com forward slash get the book and download the PDF for free. Or you can, you know, just Google The Business of Coaching with Horses and get it at any bookseller. The title of my, my new book coming out is uh, Quantum Love and Equine Assisted Prosperity. Hmm. And so I talk a lot about prosperity in the book and um, being in balance with that. Thank you for everyone who's listening. All of those links will be in the show notes. Any final thoughts, Sally, that you'd like to share with the listeners? Just, you know, go forth, be yourself, speak your truth. I feel like um, people want to be truthful with themselves, um, but they fear the repercussions of others. You really got to do you if if you want to, you know, have a, a creative life. And you know, now more than ever, like like we're all yearning for that. Uh, we're we're yearning for work that feels meaningful to us and impactful to others. And the only way to get there is to, to stay true, you know, to yourself. And that's why horses are so magnificent at helping us get there quickly. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Shelly. It's such a joy to talk with you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And anyone who's listening, if you want to reach Story and Horse, you can find us at storyandhorse.com and also at Story and Horse on any of the social platforms. Thank you so much for being here today. And I look forward to you joining us for the next episode of the Story and Horse podcast. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for being with us today. Please help us spread the word by subscribing and sharing this podcast with friends. We look forward to you joining us for the next episode.